Welcome to the fight with Teddy Atlas, presented by Dynamic Striking. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by the voice of combat sports, the great Teddy Atlas. Teddy, domo arigato from Tokyo, Japan. Aha, uh-huh. I understand. Yes, uh, <laughs> I will not say sayonara, sayonara, sayonara. I won't say that. At the end, you but, can. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Because we're just beginning. And um, you're just beginning your journey and quest uh, of the reason why you're there. How is training? Tell all our subscribe our three hundred thousand or so subscribers and millions more that are dying to hear. How is training going in for the world champion masters marathon runner? How is it going in Tokyo in prep for your Tokyo marathon? Everything is great. Longest flight of my life to get here, 14 hours from Atlanta. I got in yesterday. Uh, The time change is killing me, but I'll be acclimated by race day. I went to bed at like 7 o'clock last night on fumes and woke up at 3 and have been awake since. Uh, But so far, so good. So we could have done it earlier because we accommodated you. We we had Sam come over here, Sam Rivera, of course, um, come over here later in the day than we usually. Usually we film about 1, 1 1.30 on Mondays for the people out there listening and that might be curious. Today we moved it to 4 o'clock because we figured, or you figured, that that would be about 6 in the morning. Am I correct? Um, and, yep, it's 6.15 here Yeah, now. 6.15 now. So we were trying to give you a little extra sleep. If we knew that you weren't going to sleep, we would have done it earlier. I agree. I, I, I screwed us. I'm sorry. No, no, not at all. Not at all. We wanted to, hey, we wanted to give you as much rest as possible, you know? Um, I appreciate much, it. As much, but... You never know with that jet lag how it's going to treat you, you know, yep. when it's just going to kind of shake you and say, hey, you ain't sleeping. Hey, you're not, <laughs> you think you're sleeping? No, you're not. Guy, I got yep. news for you, buddy. You're not sleeping. Um, uh, I know. That's true. I desperately wanted to sleep until five, but it wasn't happening. Well, when now when do you pick up your training? Starting, to, you didn't train today, starting tomorrow? Uh, last yesterday when I got in, I, I got here at like four. I ran four miles just oh. around the city, and now uh, today I'll try to get ten. One more little workout tomorrow, and then start to slow down. Pick up my race number on Thursday, and then Sunday race day. Wow, well, yeah. So it's only a few days. So you only have a week to acclimate. That's that's not exactly what you you'd want a little more, but it's it is what it is. Um, You'll be right because the yeah. rest is upstairs, you know. is That's right. You're going to be right. I mean, you're going to do what you have to do. Yep. Yep. I'll also be taking every single day. As everyone knows, I've been taking my Athletic Greens travel packs with me. Uh, AG1. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Atlas or use the promo code Atlas to get 10 free travel packs with your first purchase. Is that the I first time those up. guys have ever been in Tokyo? <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's Athletic Greens' first visit to Tokyo. Welcome, Problem. Athletic Greens, to Tokyo. Yeah, 75 whole food source ingredients. It's got all the vitamins and minerals you need to keep your daily diet on track. So I take these as soon as I got here. I've been taking a couple of them the, the each day, yesterday and today, just making sure I get all the nutrients and vitamins and minerals that I need to like get my body adjusted to the uh, to the time change. But yeah, 
So far, so good. Had sushi for dinner last night, which was pretty good. You know what's amazing? Here you are all the way over in Tokyo, and your hair looks perfect. <laughs> Took me two hours to get it right. Your hair looks perfect. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing stuff. I just snap it on. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Amazing stuff. Um, listen, this will be the last that we talk with our audience before your race, so I will wish you for the audience, um, I will wish you good luck in that race uh, Thank you. Sunday. Bring home, I was going to say bring home the, the bacon, but bring home the sushi. <laughs> 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 bring, bring, yeah, for sure. Bring it home. And if you see Godzilla, tell him I said hello, okay? Uh, <laughs> Definitely. Let's uh, talk. Were you able to watch the, I mean, we got a few things to talk about, but mostly, obviously, the Paul and um, Fury fight. Were you able to watch it over there? Yeah, I was actually able to get it on the plane, thanks to our former partners at NordVPN and the virtual private network. I logged in with their um, with their virtual private network and watched it while I was flying over Canada. So I was able to see the whole thing. And, you know, it's a little spotty on the plane, but I did see the whole thing of Paul... Um, of Paul and uh, Tommy Fury, the one fight I had to watch when I got here, which was like, could possibly be the biggest waste of time that I've ever spent watching a fight was that Mayweather exhibition oh, where please. he fought Aaron Chalmers. You're I, crazy. I, You're crazy. I, I like Floyd You're Mayweather crazy. the fighter, but what well, in the hell? Yeah, but, was... but it was only like 90 seconds anyway, or 73 seconds. Oh, no, no, that that actually went the rounds. I'm thinking about another fight, Rigan Diaw. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Rigan Diaw used to be a great fighter. Now he's like... 44 going on 50 because you never know with the age with these guys yeah. what they're really putting out there he's supposed to be 42 he's from cuba um originally he was a world champion in several divisions he was a two-time olympic i saw him when he was 18 years old i covered his fights in uh in the olympics uh maybe the greatest olympic fight i ever saw south paul great counter puncher great body puncher great defensive fighter um but now he's you know, he's in his 40s, and he's still fighting, and he scored a knockout in in like 70 seconds of the first round. So I thought you would talk about no, that fight. I think, no, I think I think he, I think Rigandiao dropped him like with two or three seconds left because the, his, um, what do you call it, Jesus Martinez people tried to jump in the ring, and, and um, Jack Reese waved them out like, no, 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 he's knocked down, and then he counted, and the kid didn't get no, which one you want to talk about first, Mayweather yeah, or uh, Rigan Yeah, let's that's, that's talk about Mayweather. Um, it's It shouldn't take long. I mean, it's it's the usual routine. I mean, he's he's on his exhibition. What, what I call it is Floyd, God bless him, he's got the greatest pension plan in the world. In the world. Because this is his pension plan. He's getting paid millions of dollars. I don't know what he got paid for this one. Usually he's going to Japan. This one was the United Kingdom. And there was a lot of empty seats from what I understand. I, I don't think they put a lot of time into promoting it in, in all fairness. Maybe that's it. But I'm sure he's, he can't wait to get back to Japan where there's usually no empty seats. But, um, you know, he, he brought his... He brought his you know, exhibition uh, routine on the road to the United Kingdom, did his thing, and, you know, picked up his check, whatever it was, and then went home. I mean, I the little bit I saw of it, 
He did a pirouette in the in the ring. If you could do pirouettes purposely, not because you got cracked like Foreman got cracked in Zaire uh, in the eighth round uh, by Ali, I think it was the eighth round, and he pirouetted around the ring and he fell down. But if you can literally <laughs> purposely do a pirouette without getting hit, you know what? Um, it's easy. Uh, that's that's called easy money, and that's what Floyd patented. He patented that yep. phrase. You know, uh, he coined that phrase basically, easy money. I mean, he I saw that part where he literally did a pirouette, like he 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 spun around and then came back in front of Traumas. I think it was a reality star, right? Traumas that he that he boxed over there. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I was. I mean, Box would be uh, aggressive. I mean, he Aaron was Thomas, on, on, yeah. yeah, he yeah. was sitting he on the ropes with. in between he, rounds. Hey, crazy. Floyd's got to go dancing with the stars. I don't know if he's made that stop yet, but <clears throat> that's got to be the next stop because this is prep work. This is yep. prep work. This is you know, this is putting in your your prep for that. Um, listen again, I, I I like Floyd, and he's had a great career. He's earned the right to do this, and he's doing it. Uh, good for him more power to him you know he's still like i said he's got the greatest pension plan in the world um where he could go in there it's, it's almost like choreographed guys try to throw he makes a miss he taps back a little bit you know this one i guess they they just played around they went the the rounds uh the last couple i think in japan he stopped the guy you know um but Again, Floyd is what? What is Floyd? Forty-five now? I think he's forty-five. He's he's somewhere. And by the way, I want to apologize to our fans. Last week, see, I don't forget things, I, good or bad. If I'm bad or we're bad, I'm going to remember it too. I had asked you to look on the uh, computer, which I don't even know how to turn on, uh, to to see. <laughs> Sam's laughing, but he knows it's true. That's why he's laughing. But. Uh, to see how many rounds the Fury Paul fight was going to be, uh, I read it from you. I read it from you, and right I'm sorry. Freaking news source. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry to the fans because I know a few fans. My son told me that a few fans said, "Hey, you guys, it was it's it's not ten rounds, it's eight rounds." And yeah, it was eight rounds. We originally thought it was eight, but then Teddy, I got Teddy, ten. I, looking. I read it from you from ESPN's website that said 10 rounds. I wasn't like guessing. Oh, I, saw, I read verbatim. No, no, I know said, you did. So. You went on the website, whatever. I didn't yeah. know where you read it from. I thought it was, I didn't know where you were reading it from. I thought it was maybe um, ESPN. Log, Log Cabin uh, News. I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't know what it was. It, it might have been like caveman boxing. But no, I mean, ESPN, you would think that they would get it right. But um Apparently they Since didn't. They were the broadcasters. Yeah, but listen, we still take we still take responsibility for that. I take responsibility. Of course, I had you read it. You read it. We we put out ten rounds. It was really eight rounds, but the rest of it we were right about. It. We had their names right, That's right. and we and we <laughs> and, and we knew what was going to happen. We uh, except except again, full disclosure. I I think uh, the fight went along the lines. Except that I picked the wrong guy. I I thought that at the end of the day that Fury would win. Not Fury. That um, what's his Paul. name? Paul would win the fight. But to the credit of Fury, uh, he he got it done, and it, and it was a decent fight. But anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll finish up with Floyd. Floyd, 
you know, again, there's nothing else to really say. Floyd did his thing. Floyd, he's yeah. earned the right. He's earned the right to do his thing. I think the guy's name was Aaron Chalmers. Uh, I guess right. he's a reality TV star in the United Kingdom, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, um, he's also a, uh, a MMA fighter. He was 2-2 two and two in Bellator, 5-2 and two as a pro. All right. So, you know, but um, he's 0-1 now as a... Uh, uh, I think he's 1-1. One one. I think he actually won a boxing match before this one. All right. I guess that qualified okay. him to fight. Well, I don't know. Listen, brother. there was no result given, right? They didn't judge exactly. it, right? They, uh, no, no, uh, no decision. Yeah, no decision. So, all right, that's... Now, Rigondeaux, we'll move on to Rigondeaux. Rigondeaux, the yeah. only reason I'm touching on it, Ken, it was, it was in one round, it was a joke, but he was a great fighter. He was, he was, like I said, he might have been the greatest amateur I ever saw. I caught his fights, his first Olympic gold medal when he was 18 years old for NBC when I was doing all the Olympics for NBC. I did four straight Olympics. And I caught his first one. A tremendous, I said it earlier, tremendous counterpuncher, pure. One of those guys that just, he's pure at what he does. He was a pure counterpuncher, a pure, tremendous body puncher, and a great defensive fighter. Uh, he had good power. Not the most exciting guy unless you just love the sweet science. If you love the art of defense, the art of comp the art of pugilism, the sweet science, then you loved him. Like in other words, if you went to a baseball game, I always often use this analogy, and you love to watch a pitcher break down a batter, uh, you know, changing speeds, hitting the corners, mixing it up, keeping the ball just a half an inch off the plate, disarming a batter, taking the bat out of his hands. If you were, if if you like that, then. You love, you had that mentality to appreciate that, then you have to appreciate Regan Dial. And that's why I'm giving him a couple minutes here because he's 40, he's listed as 42. Who knows how old he is? He might be older. Um, By the way, Floyd Mayweather's 46. Oh, 46. I said 45. Thank you. But here he is in his 40s, Regan Dial. Again, he was a world champion. I think two divisions, two different weight classes, and just one of the cleanest, purest counter-punches, body punches you're ever going to see. And it's a joke that he's in there with a guy like this. This guy, uh, Jesus Martinez, that he knocked out in one round, 33-18, and 18, and he's been knocked out 11 times. So that's all you need to know. Um and it's, it makes me ask, where are the commissions that allow guys like him to still be fighting, you know, guys that were former world champions? Where, where's the commission? To, if, they're gonna, if they don't decline that, if they don't say no to that, I mean, what are they going to say no to? Cain and Abel? I mean, uh, <laughs> really? Well, I, I don't think they're going to say no to anything. What do you have a commission for? But anyway, my buddy, Louis de Cubas, he's, he's still involved with them. Louis was the man with all the Cuban fighters years ago. He brought a lot of them over here when they defected from Cuba. They escaped, escaped that, that terrible regime over there, and they came over here, found you know 
found freedom and gold in America. God bless them. Uh, Louis de Cubas was the man. He brought him over here. He's still with him. I saw his picture in uh, in a shot of, you know, when I was looking, when somebody sent me the results of it. But former world champion Regan Dial, still, still at it. Um, now I guess it's time to go to do reality star show, but it started with a real boxing match. It didn't start, but the cold feature was a real boxing match. Uh, former and now new world champion Badu Badou Jack fought uh, Macaba, Macaba, right? Macaba. Macabo, Macabo. Yeah, Macaba, Macaba. El- I believe. Elango Macaba. Yeah, the cruiserweight champion. Bojack, you know, moved up a couple weight classes, went to cruiserweight, and um, got it done. Uh, you know, he give him credit. He's he's no spring checking either. Either one of them. Both guys aren't that young. <coughs> Macabre or Bojack, uh, Badojack. But Badojack was the better man. He uh, he used the right hand against the southpaw. Macapa, uh, I always when I was doing all the broadcasts, I used to always say that the right hand is the southpaw killer, and the reason for it is right hands do have a habit of landing with southpaws, and Bojack's right hand sure as hell landed plenty of times, uh, but Bojack's right hand with Macapa, he dropped him, he wound up, I don't know if he dropped him once or twice in a fight, then he wound up stopping him. I think it was in the 12th round, right, Ken? He, 12th uh, round, yep. He yep. stopped him in the 12th round. It looked like he, it was a decent fight. It was okay. It was back and forth a little bit. But, but Dojak had the upper hand. And um, he became the first Muslim to win a world title in Saudi Arabia. So congratulations to him winning another title. Um, you know, doing it again, doing it over there, becoming the first Muslim to do that. Uh, what else can I add to it? Macabo was, uh, he was easy to hit. What can I tell you? He was a very hard guy to miss. You know, the yeah. great Mickey Duff would say, right? Ken, you love those quotes. The great Mickey <laughs> Duff would say, uh, he'd get insulted if you missed him, you know? <laughs> uh, and, but though Jack got it done, you know? I like the, uh, announcing on this fight that, uh, I was watching it because I was on the plane. I wasn't watching the ESPN broadcast. I don't You're know being facetious, it, I think. You're being facetious, yeah. I think. Yeah. I got a funny Sean feeling Porter because was... I'm not sure about, you know, you're in Tokyo now. I'm not sure because they're very polite over in Tokyo, they're in Japan, right? I don't know. I don't know who called it for ESPN, but Sean Porter called it on Fight TV because I was in Canada, technically. I, I was watching that broadcast and he said, oh, it looks like uh, Makabu. I think his name is Elanga Mukabu. But I could uh, be wrong. It's uh, it's spelled macabre. But anyway, he's uh, like, the, uh, you're probably like right. playing playing possum. I'm like playing possum. He's getting the shit playing possum. Huh? <laughs> wow. I go if, if possums look like they're dead before they no get no. But that's out, pos- that's playing possum very well. Maybe you missed that part. <laughs> no, because you had a tough connection. He played the role too well. You had a bad connection. Maybe you missed that. He's playing possum very well. Like like he like he would like he he would even fool a possum. He would he would even make a possum <laughs> think he was playing possum. 
The other thing that I enjoyed through the whole broadcast, again, I was watching the Fight TV team, Sean Porter and some other guys. I don't even know who else was there, but um, I, I really enjoyed the uh, Saudi Arabia uh, infomercial. I saw a, a tweet from Dave Portnoy said, I feel like I'm watching a, a, a time-sharing commercial for um, Saudi Arabia. He said, I got to get out of here before I accidentally buy shares in a condo in Saudi Arabia. Well, well, it was literally like, all thanks and praise to Saudi Arabia. It's amazing what people will do for money. I mean, yeah, a lot of, is anyone aware of the human rights uh, yeah, allegations yeah, against yeah. Well, I uh, tweeted Saudi that. Arabia? I did tweet that. Yeah. And and let of me course. tell you, let me tell you something, Ken. I I have to tell you, I haven't seen uh, since you brought it up. Right, we're partners. We yeah. we back each other up. Um, I haven't seen that many sellouts since the last black sunday sale at macy's um <laughs> i mean that that's a lot of sales that's a lot of sales even sam's laughing over here that that's that's a lot of sales and a lot of sellouts i i'm telling you i i guess that old adage you know um money is the root of all evil and everybody's got a price well let me tell you they met uh, there's a lot of money in that oil and they met a yeah. lot of people's prices over there. That's all I can say. Some people oh, don't like yeah. the truth. Good. You know what? You don't like it? All right. Too bad. But uh, they found everyone's price. And I know you can say, hey, Teddy, you know, they're making money. They're making a living. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying from the from the every every element of it and all the celebrities that they brought over there, man, uh, there's, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of new jewelry bought, I guess, maybe new Rolex <laughs> watches, um, a lot more of those fancy glasses that I don't have. I'm not jealous. Maybe I am, but I don't have those those sunglasses that the celebrity, that the chic crowd wears indoors, right? Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, that probably cost about 5000 a pair. No, I don't have them. I mean, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get a pair of regular glasses, and I'm going to get some motor oil and I'm going to dump it on them and I'm going to look like I'm chic. Like I got, <laughs> like I got those, those glasses, you know? And, and I have the same thing in common with them. I got it from oil. I got it from oil. The only sponsor they missed was to have uh, this production brought to you by Pfizer or Moderna. They can get those guys involved. They'll have the trifecta. Well, they, they get them. Big they get them. They get them. <laughs> They get them. I mean, I mean, they got the golfers. They got the boxers. They got the that's right. Uh, right. I mean, they listen. A lot of money in that oil, and uh, like I said, um, I haven't seen that many sellouts since uh, Macy's. Uh, <laughs> since Macy's big, 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 big sale. But hey, look, they people making money. It's part of the uh, the world. It's it's what we all try to do, right? We we didn't yeah. we didn't get that. I I can already hear some jerks saying, "Oh, you didn't have that opportunity." Uh, how do you know I didn't? How do you know I didn't get asked to go out there? How do you know? How do you know I didn't get asked and I didn't just say nah? But uh, again, we like to always tell the truth. No, I wasn't asked. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I I I wasn't asked. But who knows if I. I, if I was asked, I don't know. Um, I know. Um, I know when I saw some of the thriller stuff 
what was it, two years ago when that stuff started happening with some of these events? And, you know, you had you had them like thriller. Blow, thriller, not thriller. Thriller, yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a thriller anyway. But And you had thriller, and you had guys smoking weed, blowing it on, like, in the faces <laughs> of a couple of professional. Now, and I'm not going to embarrass no one. They, listen, they got their payday. They took the money. A couple of people in my business that are, you know, actually professional broadcasters in, in uh, boxing, and they took that job. I wouldn't have taken that. I got, I got to be honest. I'm not going to sit there and have somebody blow. I mean, you want to smoke weed, and, and they allow it on the Go ahead. I just don't believe it's a place to be doing it. You know, you yeah, want to do it during a podcast that that's like Tyson does it. That's your private. That's, that's fine. That's your space. That's your thing. Fine. That's your audience. Fine. No problem. But to do it on a broadcast of a fight, a se that's serious stuff for me. You know, people could go in that ring and not come out of the ring. Really? <clears throat> really? I'm sorry. So to be smoking weed and, you know, dupes or whatever, and you're blowing it right in the announcer. Like I said, these announcers that got hired that, that do boxing, and for them to sit there go, <laughs> and, and still keep doing the show like nothing, like nothing happened. You know what? I'm not going to say that's a sellout, but I'm, I'm just, I, I, that's something I'm going to choose to say, you know what? No, um, not for that. Now, then again, if it's over in Saudi Arabia, and, <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, and, and I don't think they're smoking weed in Saudi Arabia. You no, know, they're not smoking right weed, now. but if it's over in Saudi Arabia and they're saying, hey, Teddy, um, a king uh, who's, or whatever his name is, whatever. Uh, MBS. Wants to, yeah, whatever. Wants to give you uh, whatever, uh, your own oil well to come over here and do a broadcast. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess that's when I, I've been tested in life. I guess that's when I really get tested a little more. <laughs> you know, that, I guess that's when you test that, that adage that I, talked about a few minutes ago right ken um yep. everyone everyone has a price you know That's just right. what is it what is it what is it um anyway i try to i'm trying to be the best i can those people over there look they're taking care of them their, their business they're, they're feeding their families like i said god bless them uh i i just doesn't mean that you and me don't have the right to say how we feel and that and and to bring to light that yeah, uh, everybody's over there celebrating being over there, but it is still a place that, when it comes to human rights, uh, you know, it, it's they're not doing such a great deal, you know. And again, we don't like to talk politics. I get it, but for me, it's not politics. You know what it is? It's humanity. It, it's it's just humanity. It's human. It's not politics. I'm sorry. Not, not when it comes to that, you know. Uh, I, I had to laugh. I sent a tweet out. One of the broadcasters said, oh, they embrace, they embrace boxing. They, oh, they're treating us so great. I'm sure they are, yes. Oh, they're so kind. What a friendly place to be. What a beautiful place. And, and, and just embracing of boxing to this level. Oh, it's just, it really is extraordinary. I, I just tweeted back something like, um, 
their embracing of other things might not be on that level. There, you know, there, there may be people out there that uh, might not have felt the warmth that you're feeling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, I, that, think I, I think I know of one of those guys. His name is Jamal Khashoggi. Yeah. He was a writer for the Washington Post. Yeah. They still don't know where he is. He's well, chopped up somewhere they, in they, Turkey. Yeah, they might have found a couple pieces of him, but they, they're not well, enough. They to, found no, no, no. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and I, listen, if you're going to go down that road, I, I know there's a few uh, innocent, beautiful people over there, uh, women in particular, that have been, you know, stoned to death, right? Am I correct? I mean, stoned to death. Allegedly. Uh, Right, stoned to death, um, for not wearing the proper uh, apparel uh, while they were out, or or perhaps uh, talking to somebody they shouldn't have talked to. I don't know. Um, uh, there's a reason why people come over here to this country, and and I'll finish with this. It drives me nuts when they knock this country. How are you going to knock a country that you're that people are? escaping from to get here to get here to 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 take all kinds of risks i was talking about the cuban fighters so many great cuban fighters my god i was talking about the great olympic cuban teams like rigandy i was one of them i know that those kids some of those that did become champions on our shore they came to our shore on a raft where some of them would drown some of them would fall in off the raft and get eaten by sharks but they were willing to take that risk to get to this country there's a reason for that and then to come here and have people over here that live here that have the benefits of the things we're talking about that other people try to escape from hope they can escape from and to knock this country i don't know i don't know ken (laughs) maybe you're you're smarter than me maybe you you got it figured out (laughs) Oh, I know exactly what's going on. Hey, um, well, let's talk about the main event. Speaking of uh, Saudi, uh, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, they go the distance. Tommy Fury gets the decision. The fight was actually quite entertaining. It wasn't yeah, it the was. highest level boxing we've ever seen, but it was very competitive and they were pretty evenly matched. Um, yeah, look, Jake's been on the show. We, we, we like him. I think off air, he's a very nice guy. Uh, he's playing a role. He's- Neither one of them embarrassed themselves. Neither one of them. Nope. You know, if you're going to put things into proper pers- perspective, you know, which I think we're doing, uh, both these novice fighters, they struck oil uh, like Jed Clampett did in the Beverly Hillbillies. You remember that show, uh, Ken, or you two? <laughs> yep, you yep. two, you no, too much of a youngin. Uh, for that. No, no, I know uh, the show very well. Jed was out hunting and he shot and he missed the possum and he hit a hill <laughs> and up came a bubbling crude. A bubbling crude. How did it go? And then one day he was shooting at some food and up through the ground come a bubbling crude. Uh, black gold, Texas, Texas tea. tea. Texas <laughs> tea. And, and Jed put the family together and up they left to Beverly Hills. They loaded up the truck and they head to Beverly Hills. Loaded up the truck. Jed Jed (laughs) loaded up the truck and headed to Beverly Hills. They They didn't have to go out there shooting at possum. All they had to do was sign a contract. Go, But look, there was more to it before that. Uh, In all fairness, Fury's used his family name. He, He, you know, he's... 8-0 as a pro with 
Very limited opposition, very limited opposition, but he was 8-0, and he used a family name, he got it to this, and to the credit of Paul, he went from, he had 20 million followers or somewhere in that neighborhood of YouTube followers, and he came over to boxing a few years ago, worked his butt off to become, to learn the sport, to become the best boxer he could become, and he's still a work in progress, he's still getting better, He's still progressing. People were complaining that he wouldn't fight a professional boxer, uh, that he was handpicking, which he was. He was handpicking, you know, older MMA fighters that were mostly, you know, uh, skilled more at grappling and jujitsu than they were at striking. And but he still, he got in there with professional athletes. He was undefeated. What was he six and zero? He was uh, undefeated. Yep. I think six and zero. And and then he satisfied people. He, he picked his spot. He figured Tommy Fury would be the right guy, the right professional boxer to, to make that, you know, inaugural, inaugural uh, you know, fight in the, against a professional fighter, uh, boxer. And he did. And I'm not going to say that he misjudged it. He's, he's been picking spots really well. Uh, I'm not going to say because the fight was competitive enough. You can't say he'd stepped up. He put himself into a competitive situation again and he came up a little short. Um, I, I thought they got the decision right, but he was competitive. He didn't embarrass himself. And like I said, he's a work in progress. He's still got Look, neither one of these guys are ever going to be world-class fighters. They're never going to, no matter what some of those wacko groupies out there think, because there's groupies out there, they're crazy. But that's okay. They're, it's fun. It's fun for them. They, 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 that they live in their own little world. And they want to say, oh, he's going to be this, he's going to be... Then neither one is going to be able to beat world-class boxers. You know, I don't know that Fury, even though he's the professional boxer and now he's 9-0, I don't know that he could even beat solid fighters. Forget about world class. Just solid guys that had an amateur career, that had a pro career, that are just good, solid guys. I, I don't, uh, he'd have, you know, he'd have to be very careful stepping with that. But that doesn't take away from what he is and what he did the other day, and again, the only reason it was possible for this kind of payday to strike gold, as I said, or strike oil like Jed Clampett, is because of the preliminary work that Jake Paul did building this career, building this event, building this opportunity, build, building this medium. He built a medium for these events. He, he went out there and he built it. And now there's other guys that are going to follow him. They're going to do the crossover thing. They're going to do these events. And some of them will be successful. Some won't. I don't know if ever be successful to the level that, that Jake Paul has been to make the kind of money he has. But at least they have an opportunity now to follow in a path that has really been put out there and built by Fury. Be doing this I mean he he took celebrity boxing from years ago and took it to another level because that's what it was it was celebrity boxing and he took it to a, you know he took it to a whole different level and to a more credible level and I'll tell you another thing 
when the fight was over, some people might not like this. And I'm not comparing the fighters in any way. But when Duran fought against Sugar Ray Leonard, both great fighters, two of my favorite fighters of all time, two of the great fighters, when he fought Leonard in their first fight and beat Leonard, Leonard gained more fans and more respect and credibility, if you will, with certain fans. I mean, he always had credibility. I mean, my God, the guy was a gold medalist from the Olympics. The guy was a beat Benitez for the world title when he won his first world title. But I'm just saying that he became more popular and more respected with hard-nosed boxing people than it did when he lost to Durant because of the way he lost, because of the way he fought. And I'm telling you right now, he didn't really hurt himself. I know the zero was important in, in the world that Jake Paul's in. I get it. It was, it was around the zero of being undefeated. But he gained more credibility than he ever had by fighting this guy. Now, again, this guy wasn't great. He picked a guy, but he was a boxer. He did have lineage from a family of boxing. And by fighting this guy and being competitive... Again, he, he's earned more respect, I think, in the boxing world than he ever had going in. So as far as it being successful, yeah, he wanted to win, but I think the fight was good enough. The performances were credible enough where the event was credible where they could do another one. Now, for Paul, it's probably got to be a rematch or I don't know where he goes, really. I don't know. Because that undefeated record was important. It was built around that. It was. Because that's what made him a novelty. That's what made him, you know, uh, that he was undefeated. He hadn't lost. How good could he be? How good could he? So, you know, the, the, the shine has come off that, that rose a little bit. You know, uh, it's, it's dampened it a little bit. There's no doubt about it. But a rematch, that'd be interesting. Now, as far as breaking the fight down, I tweeted before the fight started that the jab would be a key for both guys, and it was. And again, I got the wrong guy. I picked uh, Paul to win. I thought that his physicality, his will and his physicality could impose itself because I thought he was physically stronger, and he was. But I thought he was physically stronger and he could impose that physicality and his will on to Fury. Where I was wrong was that Fury's will was better than I thought it was. I He behaved like a fighter. When he got hit with the right hand by Paul, to his credit, he didn't disappear and behave like an actor. Like, you know, good-looking kid that he is and everything. He didn't behave like a lot of people called him an actor. He didn't behave like an actor. He behaved like a fighter. He behaved every bit of a fighter. So I give him all the credit in the world for that. And Paul did too. They both behaved like fighters. Um, I thought the jab would be the key. It was the key. Uh, I tweeted during the fight that Paul was falling behind. He needed to start using his jab more. He needed to, if he was going to get back in a fight, he can't just launch right hands. He's got to start using that jab to set them up, to control, to to control the outside, to stabilize uh, Fury, to keep Fury from pot-shotting him with combinations. And 
he when he did use the jab, it was effective. The problem, the technical problem, and I tell you right now, I know he listens to the show. I know that they all do. The technical problem flaw, and he, they've done a great job with Paul. Uh, really, he's still a work in progress, but they've done a good job with him to progress the way he has. But a flaw for him on this given night in Saudi Arabia was that he was top-heavy with his jab, Ken. That when he jabs, he leans forward top-heavy. And his head leans forward. And he falls out of position where he could only throw one most of the time. And where he was vulnerable to a counter. And to the credit of Fury, because of his boxing experience, which was a big edge for him, he was able to take advantage and counter when he leaned forward and missed with the jab. One time he counted beautiful with the right uppercut because when you lean forward and you get top heavy with the jab, you can lean forward right into an uppercut. And sure enough, Paul leaned forward into a nice uppercut um, and also other counters. So he did a good job and he also used his own jab, uh, Fury. Uh, I thought at the end of the day, the difference was the boxing experience from the amateurs, from being in the boxing game, you know, most of his life, even though he hasn't done anything spectacular, he's still been in the boxing game. I thought the experience of being in the boxing game, the amateur background of Fury, made him more comfortable in that ring. He was just more comfortable, more, just more at ease, more relaxed, um, more able to get into a rhythm, a proper rhythm. And it comes from experience. It's come from being there more than Paul's ever been there. And I think that's part of the reason why Paul started to gas a little bit. But to his credit, even though he gassed a little bit, and there's a lot of gas stations in Saudi Arabia he could have ran into, plenty of gas over there. <laughs> but the reason he started to gas a little, Ken, and to his credit, he still pushed. He still pushed. He still pushed. But I think it was because of what I just touched on, that he's not as calm in an uncalm environment as a boxer, a guy with boxing background would be. Fury was a little calmer. When you're calm, you don't get tired. You don't burn up as quick. It's not just conditioning. He did the conditioning, Paul. He was in good condition. But he got a little gas because he gets more excited. And when you're more excited, you burn more energy and you get more gas quicker than you do if you're a little calmer and more comfortable in that setting. That was the key. That was the big difference for me in this fight. Fury put combinations together. Uh, Paul didn't, you know. But again, it's his boxing background was a big part of that. Paul didn't. He wasn't able to. Um... Again, the jab of both guys really was a key. I don't know. Well, uh, that's about it. Fury's ability to use his legs, uh, you know, control himself in in that squared circle, set up counters, uh, keep keep Paul a little bit off balance. Uh, it was uh, at, at the end of the day, both guys. For what they are, where they are, they 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 poured it out. They left it all in the ring. They put a good show on.
Yeah, I agree with all of that. And um, did you notice in the interview afterwards, um, Tommy Fury is very emotional. And I, but part of me was kind of like, um, dude, you. But he should have stopped when he was ahead because my I daughter, know. my daughter even said, she said, "Hey, hey, buddy, you, you know, she's she's a uh, hey, she's the daughter of a fight guy, right?" She said, "Hey, buddy, you were doing great. You should have stopped there." Because because I like Paul, I like him a lot, but and I give him credit for what he's done with his life, with himself. But when he was just saying we learn more, we learn more from our losses and all that. That was great. That was beautiful. Uh, I have a great life. I have my family. Beautiful, great. But then when he threw in there that he was sick and that he he hurt his arm yeah. and he, he, he listen, that might all be true. And I'm not questioning that it was true. I don't know him to be a liar. And but you know what? There's nothing you can do about that. You once you get in the ring, you got to just you you got to do what you got to do and yeah. and find a way. And if that's the case, and it and, and might very well be, uh, and it is a lot of times because when you go through a training camp, nobody's hundred percent. When you go through a training camp, getting ready, just like you for the marathon, you you get to the marathon. Can tell me, correct me if I'm wrong. You're not gonna be a hundred percent. You're gonna have aches. You're gonna have little tweaks. You're gonna have little hamstring. You're gonna have a little. But at the end of the day, you you gotta go out there and you can't talk about it. You can't use that as an. You gotta go out there and do it on that given day. You gotta do it. You gotta find a way to do it. And it's the same thing. A fighter goes into a fight. Yeah, he's gonna have a bruised knuckle. He's gonna have a. He's gonna have a back that's bar. He's gonna have a whatever. He's gonna. There's gonna be things that nobody's gonna know about, and there's nothing you can do about. It. That's part of the game. That's part of the turf. That that that's just that, that that's part of the deal. Just like a football player. You think these football players when they get finished training camp and then once the season starts, you think midway through the season, halfway through the season, end of season, you think that they're all healthy? Hell no. You think they're all playing out there 100% fit? Hell no. But th that's part of the game. That's part of the ones that can do it. That's why I always say 75% is mental. The ones who can do it despite those things, well, those are the ones that we wind up acknowledging. Those are the ones that we wind up putting on a pedestal. Those are the ones that we wind up talking about, you know, because they get it done in the end. And look, I'm sure that there was aches and pains and problems. Uh, and maybe he did get sick because it happens. You you can't control that. Um, but I nobody cares. At the end of the day, yeah, exactly. that's the thing. Nobody cares. All they care, you're getting paid, you signed the contract, you got in a ring, then don't talk about anything except what what you did that night and what and what you you know, what happened. But but yeah. don't don't cast that up. Look, that's where we made a little mistake, but I I still give him all the credit in the world. I give him all the credit because he went in there and he got it done. Yeah, I was referring to Tommy Fury acting like he just won the heavyweight championship. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking carrying about on, Carrying on after the fight. Like, I did it. I did it. I did it for my daughter. I'm like, you beat a guy who you claimed wasn't even a real boxer, and you were like life and death with the guy and got a, a close decision now you're crying and carrying on like you just conquered. No, like, 100%. You know. Ken, Ken, they were both, and this isn't a knock. This is just coming from a life in boxing. And it's not a knock. I put things in proper perspective. That's why I think I do. They were both gold glove fighters. 
Both of them. And there's a lot of great Golden Glove fighters out there, good Golden Glove fighters, earnest fighters. But they were, they're both novices still in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, Fury's a, a, a little more finesseful, uh, no doubt more sophisticated because he's been in the game longer. But neither one of them is world-class material. I mean, they are, you know, they, they, they did a good job. They made a good buck. They put on a good show. It wasn't a thrill in Manila, but it was a good, it was a good event, and it could have been worse. You know, I I used the moniker the thrill in Manila. It could have been the goons and the dunes, right? <laughs> you like that, huh, Ken? I'm glad huh? you like that. I put my promoters. I'm putting my promoters I put my promoters hat on for a minute for a minute uh, Don King funny. would be proud of me Don Hell King yeah. would be Don King would be proud of me right now he's going to call you tomorrow night as soon as this airs yes yeah probably but <laughs> no I don't know but um, listen at the end of the day they both did themselves proud I think I think, yeah, and there'll probably be idiots out there that'd take me to task for that, you know. Uh, but uh, again, do do I care? <laughs> yeah. Do you really think? Look at me. Do you really think I care? I remember when we were like crude youngsters. We were very crude, and I admit, very crude. I'm still a little rough around the edge, but very crude. And and people would say some about these, and and we used to say. Ask me if I give up. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me if I give up. And no, I don't. So um, I thought it was, what do you think? I thought it was a good, oh, I can't leave without saying this. We, we talked about the announce and all this stuff that, look, some of the production could be left in the dunes out there, really, and I, it wouldn't be missed. It wouldn't be, nobody would cry. Some of it, really, you touched on the announcing, whatever. It would, nobody would cry if it was, if, you know, a sandstorm came along and blew it away. All right, okay? But please, Ken, please, the next time I ever see that referee, I hope I just see him pumping gas somewhere. I mean, that's the only place I don't even, I don't know if I want him to pump my gas. But other than that, I don't want to see that referee no more. He almost ruined a decent fight. I mean, <laughs> the guy was like, I don't I know mean, if he thought it was his star, his chance. Where to did shine. they get him? Like, I mean, what they go to the Yellow Pages? What do they have over there in Saudi Arabia? They're not the Yellow Pages. What are they called? The Sandpapers? What? <laughs> what? What are you? <laughs> the Sandpapers? What? Are, today. Uh, yeah. What are, I am? What are they? I don't know where they found this freaking guy, but lose him, lose him. Don't ever find him again. Lose that number. Really? Yeah, well, interesting event, nevertheless. We'll be curious to see if they get the rematch. But, Teddy, we got a big one coming up this week. And for anyone who's going to be in Vegas for this John Jones Surreal Gone fight, make sure you cruise through the MGM Casino. Check out Teddy. He'll be there from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time, working with uh, the great Charlie Monaghan, producer to the stars uh, for ESPN for years. Um, that event's going to be awesome. I'm sorry I'm not going to be there, yeah, but I know you're too. excited for that one, right? Yeah, I leave Thursday, I fly out there, I'll be working Friday and Saturday, and we'll be doing a meet and greet with, with the great uh, Anthony Smith and a few 
uh, a few other guys. Uh, I mean, they got great guys out there besides Joe Rogan and and Biz Bain and and John Anik and all the DC. I can't, yeah, DC uh, Daniel Cormier. I mean, they really do. They they do a good job, and it'll be nice to be. They allow this this boxing uh, primate to come into their elite company, into their elite U um, MMA world, and I appreciate that they allow me to share space with them in their world, in their world, not my world. But yep. um, it, it'll be good. It'll be great fight, very intriguing fight between Gon and and what most people think is the greatest UFC MMA fighter of all time, John Jones. You know, what a gene pool he comes from, huh? Ken, I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. got... Two brothers in the NFL, and oh, what a what a what an athletic family, and and you know you talk about the mental side, the seventy five percent that you got to overcome things, you got to be mentally tough, you got to go to places where other people go to dark places where other people don't dare go, and find a way to put a light on in those dark places. You know, Jones Jones has been able to do that. Uh, every time he gets inside that cage, you know, he's he's basically undefeated. I mean, he's got the one loss, but that was by DQ. DQ so yeah. nobody really considers that a, a, a loss. I mean, in reality, he's undefeated. Nobody's beaten him, yep. you know. And um, Gon is, Gon, he, he is a very unusual guy. Huge, big, giant heavyweight who's, who's also finesseful. You know, he's just yeah. not a big, strong guy that only depends on physicality i mean he's sophisticated he yep. he he's he's a very advanced striker very good defensively very good at putting punches together very fleet uh fleet on his feet um very, you know it's gonna be look it's gonna be very very interesting fight and it'd be nice to be out there with all those good people uh, and with my man Charlie and my son, my son Teddy's oh, yeah, going to be there. So uh, be nice. it, it'll be great. And and I, I'm sorry you and Rob can't be there, but we're gonna we're gonna have to get one of these where we got the team together at yes. one of these events, and where we could meet the public and and Definitely. hang out and do all those nice things. The one thing I wanted to add to the to the Paul fight was that. I thought Fury was ahead, especially early. But as it got late, it became very evident whoever won the last rounds was probably going to win the fight or at least put himself in good play. And Fury won that seventh round. It was a big round for him. He won that seventh round. And then he got dropped in the eighth. A lot of people said, well, it was a 10-8 round. Let me say one thing from my perspective, from my experience. Yeah, he did. He dropped him with a jab. A nice, solid, hard jab on his chin. Uh, Paul dropped Fury. Because I know people are going to talk about this. That's why I wanted to touch on it. But other than that, I thought Fury won the round. And sometimes, if it's not like a guy's out, you know what I mean? Like if it's a flash yeah. knockdown. It was a real knockdown. But if it's like boom, and boom, boom, right back up. If the other guy that got dropped comes back and wins the round and does enough, he could sometimes make it, make it where instead of a 10-8, it could be a 10-9 round or yeah. possibly an even round. 
possibly an even. So I just want to put that out there because that's a fact. So I don't. I didn't look at the scorecards, so yeah. I don't know. But I'm just saying that I I thought that when a lot of people say, oh well, he dropped him, he should have got you know whatever. And and as far as the other ten eight rounds. I don't know if they were 10-8. I don't know what the cards were, but I know that that wacko referee who's pumping gas now somewhere in the desert, I know <laughs> that he was taking points away. I mean, you know, uh, like, you know, like, you know, like like it was free. I mean, he's just yeah. taking points away and he took a point away from each. I think he was trying to make up for one, whatever. Yeah, for but sure. He, he took a point away from each guy, which I thought was absurd. So how do you know that that becomes a 10-8 round? Because if that guy didn't win the round, if the guy who got the point taken away, if he won the round, then it's an even round. It's not automatically an extra point. Now, if the guy won the round, if the guy won the round and, he, and his opponent got the point taken away, then it could become, I guess it could become a 10-8 a round. But yeah. if, if you get the point well, taken away and you win the round, then you know you're not it's an even round basically yeah so it, well, like it made Joe, for concoct it made for a concocted scoring scenario um like joe pesci said in the movies i think it was goodfellas yeah we won't be seeing him no more <laughs> no and, that, and that's and that's that and that's that <laughs> yeah <laughs> we won't be seeing him no more. Do hey, you have to score? Go, do you have to score cards, Ken? I'm just curious. If you do, um, get, if you don't, don't I'll get them. Let, let me ask you this first, and I'll pull them up before we go. Let me get for the people. Oh wait a minute, I got the scorecards. Rob just sent them to me. I got uh, one guy had it 73, 76-73 for Fury. Second guy same score, and the third person had it seventy five seventy four for Jake Paul. But here's what I'm interested in. This is what the fans are interested in. What were the breakdowns of the rounds? What were the All scores? Right, so in the, uh, in the last round, the, guy, the yeah, one guy had it 10-8 uh, uh, for, for Jake. Another the guy had it 10-8 uh, for Jake. They all had a 10-8 in the final round for Jake. Okay, okay. How about those rounds where, they, where the, where the uh, gas station attendant took, took the points away? Uh, no from other, each there's game. no other 10 8 rounds okay, all the rounds good. With. All, right. all right because again I'm, I'm answering the questions I know our audience going to ask because Paul did say there were two 10 8 rounds didn't he say that Ken, Ken when he was disputing the score a little bit at the end he said how do I lose when I had two 10 8 rounds I just want to put that out there because I know he said that oh, and the guy who scored it for Jake had him winning that uh, the round that he lost the point 10-9 looks like he and he was down 10-9 on the others in the fifth round and then it looks like fury lost a point in the sixth and and two of the three two of the three oh they they minus it off okay they took it off so they they both guys when they when they lost a point they lost the tommy lost the fifth on two of the three scorecards minus the extra point and fury won the round where he lost the point so it was even so yeah they were they were but, the but here's the point there were fewer um what's the name uh jake paul yeah jake paul did not have two 10-8 rounds is that correct Just no there's no sure. 10-8 i mean there's no 10-8 rounds i mean you got the 10-9 minus the point it becomes no no a there was a 10-8 round in the 10th and the eighth that's right he had a 10-8 he wanted 10-8 on all three scorecards 
Yeah, but there was no other rounds where he got a no. 10-8 round. Okay, no. because that was, he might have thought he had it because he didn't get a chance to. No, no, he didn't, but he probably thought he did because, whatever, because obviously he didn't know yet, but yeah. he did He did state that. Yeah, well, if you take off the point, it was, technically it was a 10-8, but they scored a 10-9, but then Tommy also That's had what a he was thinking. So those two are neutral, neutralized. So there was one 10-8 round. But hey, before we sign off for the people at my bookie, I got John Jones minus 165 versus Surreal Garn plus 140. Given the line, you still like Jones? Uh, what You get back 140 if you take the dog or Garn? Yep, yep. And you got to lay what? For, 165. You got to lay 165 to take Jones? Yep. That's a MyBookie line. MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code ATLAS for 50% credit on your first deposit. MyBookie.ag. Promo code ATLAS. Here's my pause. Here's the risk. Don't forget, Jones, as great as he is, he's coming off three years off. The last time somebody did that, Muhammad Ali did that, he lost his first fight back. And Ali had two tune-ups. Ali had two quick tune-ups to get ready uh, after being off three and a half years. Jones has had no tune-ups. He's off three years. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to impact him. How much? I don't know yet. Jones is great. He's great. But how much it's going to impact him? But it's going to impact him. It will impact him. Um, so that's, that's, that makes it risky for me. I might have to go with the dog. Although at the end of the day, you know what? I can't go against Jones. You know why? For one reason. One reason alone. Because when you're called the greatest of all time there's you never can count a guy like that even coming off three years off you never count a guy like that out never because yep. he could summon up that greatest that greatness like like the you know like the uh gods used to do you know with the you know the gods from olympus you know the the fictional gods, they 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 look up to Mount Olympus and they say, "Give me the power of Thor," you know, and they yeah. they would bring bring the. I mean, when you got a guy like John Jones, with that confidence, with that track record, with that greatness, sometimes they can just lift up, raise up to the sky and say, "Give me, give me the greatness." And the greatness will be there. They'll find it. Just they'll pull it down, and they'll find a way to win. They'll just find a way. So, because of that, and because of the three years off, I'm not going. I I can't go and bet with them, but I can't bet against them. I know that I usually never sit on the fence. A lot of people can say, "Oh, you're sitting on the fence." I I usually don't do that. If I went anywhere, maybe I would throw a couple shekels on gone because you're getting back a price. Does yeah. that make sense? That's all. Yeah, I'm with you. I like it. Well, that was a good one, Teddy. I'm glad to be with you from Tokyo. Thanks to all the fans for support. I received a ton of messages, and I appreciate them all. Bring and, that uh, we'll sushi home. Here. Bring that sushi home. Ken. We'll be back here same time next week, and we'll be uh, good to go. And I'll look forward to seeing you guys in person in the near future. But um, thanks for all the support and teddy thanks for doing this this week um always good to see you thank you for getting up you know so early and um for now i will say sayonara <laughs> thank you brother i'll see you guys <laughs>